0: Log Talk Radio. Welcome
1: to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Satun Wong, and I'm the editor in chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, it is uh, senior staff writer Ryan Whitfield. And uh, snow's coming down, apparently, everywhere. It's uh, all over the Northeast, but I am psyched by what the Bears have done today. And nothing's going to get me down, not even the fact that uh, Notre Dame was snubbed and left out of the NCAA tournament. Hey, Ryan, are you a March Madness guy at all?
0: Yeah, I, I would be uh... good. I like the tournament, I like the, you know, picking pick my bracket more than anything, but I've always said, if, uh, if you're a big college sports fan, it's, it's most likely because, A, you're in a two-bit town, or because you're, uh, your professional sports team sucks, and we don't have that problem in <laughs> Boston.
1: Strong word, and as expected. Um, I have always liked March Madness as well, and I have to admit, part of it is the brackets, part of it is the teams, but I don't have teams to, predict, to actually root for this year, so it's just the brackets for me. Do you have a you have a prediction for your brackets, the uh, bracketology and, on your end? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't boring. I just
0: took Villanova. Uh, again, it's, you know, when I do it, uh, I'm really just you know picking names out of a hat because they're all the same to me at this point.
1: Well, I mean, uh, you can also look at mascot colors. You can look at all sorts of really interesting things because, honestly, the fact of the matter is that it's all going to be random and there's so much parity in this year's tournament that who knows who's going to win. I like your Villanova pick. I also like Virginia. You guys can go ahead and uh, steal those picks from us, and uh, hopefully you win some money and then send them our way. <laughs> when you do all right we got lots to talk about though in the nfl front because nfl free agency is in full swing and there's lots of crazy signings. so let's go ahead and get that started All right. March 12th to 14th is the legal tampering period, which is one of the weirdest named periods in the NFL. But it's the legal tampering period. So teams are permitted to contact and enter into contract negotiations with unrestricted free agents. But those contracts won't be executed until 4 p.m. Eastern time on March 14th, after which free agency is completely open. Now, before we get into all the free agent signings, because there's lots to talk about today on that, let me quickly recap some of the recent trades. First of all, so everyone remembers, quarterback Tyrod Taylor went from the Bills to the Browns. They're traded for his last year on the contract, which is worth about $16 million. And Deshaun Kaiser, the uh, draft pick of the Browns last year, uh, who didn't do didn't fare so well in Cleveland, but might have been thrown into the fire uh, he has been picked up by the Green Bay Packers. He was traded for the three years, last three years of his rookie contract. It's worth only $2.7 million. Honestly, probably a great place for him to land to sit behind Aaron Rodgers and not have any pressure to start, and very little risk for the Packers of $2.7 million. So let's get to the real heart of the show here. Let's get to the free agency part. That's, there's so much to discuss, so let's just stay on the offensive side of the ball today, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends, which is essentially where all the big moves occurred Anyways, let's get to the first one, and that is quarterback Kirk Cousins going to the Minnesota Vikings three-year contract, $86 million, all guaranteed. Uh, this is unique, folks. We have not seen this in the NFL. You see this in Major League Baseball. You see this in the uh, NBA. You don't see this in football. Eighty-six million million, three three years, all guaranteed. In 2017, Kirk Cousins had uh, 16 games, 64.3% completion rate, 4,093 passing yards, 27 passing touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 179 rush yards, and added four rushing touchdowns. What are your thoughts, uh, Ryan, on Kirk Cousins going to the Minnesota Vikings?
0: Yeah, so um, I'll start by saying I think it makes a lot of sense, uh, X's and O's on the football field. I think uh, while – I've heard more grumblings this week about how he doesn't perform as well in big, you know, in uh, in big games or in playoff games, and uh, so there's that concern with him. He's going to perform better than Case Keenum. I think there's a higher ceiling there, and now you have a better team built around you. So, in that in that context, I think the move makes sense. Uh, it obviously makes sense for him. He's going to a contender, uh, and the kid got paid. You know, I think the interesting thing and. In, this is kind of why it's a little bit astonishing to me. So I wrote years ago, uh, not to pat myself on the back, but uh, and I think my first ever article on the site, uh, yep, back in 2014, the impending uh, Russell Wilson um, trade talks or contract yep. talks at that point, point. and I said that we might see for the first time ever a fully guaranteed contract because they might do something like three year or four years, uh, sixty million, so fifteen million per, which is under the going rate for a quarterback, but you guarantee all of it. And that's the way you get them on lower money to help with the cap because, as we see right now, they've run up against it with the cap, which was predictable back then. So that's why yep. you would do that. You gave them $22 million a year and guaranteed all of it? I, I mean, or not twenty-two, million, whatever it is. Uh, $20, geez, yeah, that's it's a lot. It's
1: almost $30 million 20, a year. <laughs> 20,
0: yeah, <laughs> almost $30 million. million. So you you paid the, the, the high end, and then you paid them all guaranteed. So, yeah. I mean, I guess the only part the Vikings win in is that it's a three-year deal, so they, you know, they have an out in a couple years. Um, but it, it seems like a really weird deal, and it seems like, you know, but I guess, I guess the reason it happens is because you just never see real starting quarterbacks hit the free agency market. You know, that right. just it's just such an unusual thing. Um, so, but I mean, at the end of the day, that's a that's a lot of guaranteed money to a guy who hasn't really done, you know, hasn't really done anything in the league besides win a couple regular season games.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, I think a little bit of an overpayment, but it's definitely a supply and demand issue. There's just not a lot of great quarterbacks out there in the market, and the Vikings letting go of basically all the quarterback stable they had. They had to get something. Uh, they obviously didn't feel confident in keeping Case Keenum, so Kirk Cousins it was. It was basically their only choice unless they wanted to draft somebody and start over. But they got Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Kyle Rudolph. They had Dalvin Cook from last year. They have a solid defense. They're definitely in win-now mode. I think it makes a lot of sense, but $86 million guaranteed is a lot. So... <laughs> I would be surprised uh, if he actually lives up to that. But who knows? Who knows? Let's go on to the next quarterback, though. Case Keenum, speaking of which, the guy they let go out of Minnesota who had their breakout year in 2017, 15 games, 67.6% uh, percent completion percentage, 3,547 passing yards, 22 passing touchdowns, 7 INTs, 160 rush yards, and a rushing touchdown. Actually did very, very well. Uh, picked up a two-year contract, $36 million for the Denver Broncos. Uh, the guaranteed money is not re- has not been revealed as far as I could tell. But $36 million, I suspect about half of that is guaranteed. What are your thoughts about Case Keenum in the Denver Broncos?
0: Yeah, I just, you know, I look at it, you know, on the surface it looks like, all right, the Broncos have had a quarterback issue, and now they're yeah. fixing that. Yeah, but Emmanuel Sanders is much older now. They still haven't really figured out the run game. That defense, now you're peeling off pieces like Ward and Akib Tlaib. So, I mean, if they could have done this going, you know, out of the, the Peyton Manning transition, um, right. you know, I, I I would feel a different way about it. To me, it feels like they missed their window. You know, unless you're the Patriots, you basically have a five-year, six-year window to win championships. And they went to two Super Bowls and they won one. But now those guys that, that built that defense, that, you know, that – that was that whole team that's yep. gone and, and so you're not getting that back so um, you know it's a it's a safe move again it's a what like we talked about it's just I don't I don't believe in this quarterback draft class that much. There's only a couple names out there in free agency um, right so you got you gotta get one of these guys but Case Keenum had a career year in a dome with a team that was pretty well built around him now you're gonna put him out in, in the elements up in mile high and um, you know a team that plays outdoors eight games a year at least. And then, you know, obviously factor in just the fact that I don't think the team's in as good a situation as Minnesota. The MSC was in a really down year last year with all the injuries with Rogers and, you know, so I just think that I think there was a a of a perfect circumstances that allowed Case Keenum to be so great last year or as yep. good as he was. I don't even call it, one of these were great. And I don't think those those situations exist now, especially in the ASC um, and for for Case Keenum in this situation. So I don't expect. It. I think they'll be better off than they've been the last two years. Uh, but I still don't see Denver going to the playoffs based on that move. Yeah, long.
1: well, definitely better than Trevor Simeon and Brock Osweiler and whatever they had thrown out there. Paxton Lynch and all that crap. But um, but you're right. I I I don't really see this as a huge as a huge move for them. They obviously are win now because Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas are kind of up there. But um, I don't know if Case Keenum's the guy. Although two years, thirty-six million, assuming only half is guaranteed, it's pretty similar to what the Bears gave Mike Glennon last year. Now let's not—I'm not saying the Bears are smart. They were—that was an incredibly stupid deal. But the fact of the matter is that if you can get Case Keenum, who actually did did have a breakout year, um, and you you can you can get him for about eighteen million a year, yeah, you know, it's going to be tough to get a quarterback otherwise. And they're going to give it one shot when Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas can still walk. So makes sense to me. The next quarterback, though, Sam Bradford, managed to get a deal coming out of Minnesota. He's now with the Arizona Cardinals. One-year deal, $20 million, $15 million guaranteed. 2017 was cut short after two games due to a knee injury, but he was okay to come back as a backup in the postseason. But in 2016, he played 15 games, 71.6% completion rate, eight, 3,877 passing yards, 20 passing touchdowns, 5 INTs, and 53 rush yards on top of that. So not so bad 2016. Uh, kind of lost it after the injury in 2017, never had a chance to regain the field because Case Keenum took over. What are your thoughts about Sam Bradford in Arizona?
0: Yeah, it's, again, I'll say it for the third time in a row here. Uh, Arizona didn't have a lot of options. They had to do something. Um, <laughs> but that team is is a, is a mess. And I just, I feel like for some reason that people just want the Cardinals to be good. And, and maybe it's a, a Larry Fitzgerald thing that people love about him, or maybe mm-hmm. it's fantasy because they put up good numbers and stuff. But that team, in this incarnation the last five or six years, every year is touted as a, as a, you know, a desirable, desirable place to go. They're a soft team. Um, the year they went to the NFC Championship, I said all year long they weren't that good. Then they went, they went on the road to Carolina, got their butts kicked by a team who, although the, the school, score in the Super Bowl against Denver was close, Carolina was never really in that game. So that shows you how far off you know that, that, that uh, Arizona team must be from being a championship contender. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that they have they have an old Larry Fitzgerald, who I know continues to produce, um, but not in the way he did 10 years ago, you know not in the way mm-hmm. that you have to shift game plans to him. The John Brown thing never worked out. The other secondary receivers never worked out. Michael Floyd's gone. Um, David Johnson is about the only weapon you really have there. And that defense is, is, is getting old in, in the wrong spots. And I just, so, you know, they, they had to do it. And Bradford, congrats. He just continues to steal money from people. Uh, but, you know, I don't, you know, what what does that do? Does that take them from a four-win team to, to a five-win team now? Um, you know, because Bradford will only play half the year before he gets hurt. So, um, <laughs> right, right. yeah, pretty pretty boring move overall, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think they got desperate. They had they literally had zero quarterbacks on their roster. They needed somebody. Sam Bradford could be had for a one year deal. Um, You know, so it's low risk. 15 million guaranteed doesn't really hit them that hard. and, And they have nobody else out there. Maybe they get somebody in the draft. Maybe they put them behind Sam Bradford. I don't know if that's even a good thing. But who knows? At least they have a bridge quarterback for next year. Maybe, the, maybe Larry Fitzgerald can put up a couple more numbers and set some more records for that franchise because he is basically going to retire, I think, after this season. So the last quarterback out of the Vikings, though, Teddy Bridgewater, is, was trying to work something out with the Jets. The Jets ended up re-signing Josh McCown uh, and um, it kind of complicated things a little bit for him. The McCown stays with the Jets on a one-year $10 million deal. He was also informed after he signed that he will be the starter. So Teddy Bridgewater, if he were to sign the Jets, would not be starting, and we're sure that he would probably want to have that opportunity because in 2015 he had 16 games, 65.3% completion rate, 3,231 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 192 rushing yards, and 3 rushing touchdowns on top. He has some starter pedigree. We don't know if he could actually recover that after his horrific leg injury. He's essentially been out of the league for two years. What do you think about Teddy Bridgewater? Do you think he actually should land with the Jets as a backup, or do you think there's a better option for him?
0: Now, I mean, he's just got to get paid somewhere and try to prove it again. Um, the fact that things are kind of breaking down pretty much everywhere uh, for him, yeah. there's not a lot of opportunities. Says that you know the medicals and the stuff that we're not privy to uh, can't be very good uh, for yeah. uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the game just changes so fast year to year. It's it's, it's so unbelievable just how much the game adapts and revolutionizes year over year. And I, and I said this last year and I'll pat myself on the back for the second time already, uh, just 15 minutes in here.
1: Um, (laughs) All right. I told you all,
0: I told you all that Marshawn Lynch could not come back. And he's one of my favorite running backs of all time. He could, you can't take a year off and come back and be the same guy, you know, And, and, and that includes if you're not in OTAs, if you're, you know, if you have a full year where you're either retired or in Bridgewater's case, where he's just out for two years and not in football shape, um, it's not the same as if you, if you do all the off season workouts and then blow out your ACL in the fourth game of the year, and then you miss almost a calendar year, it's not the same. So Mm -hmm. for him to be unable to practice and play football for, for like you said, almost two years here, because that was preseason two years ago. um, It's just, it's too different. It's too hard to come back. And Marshawn came back and had three good games and everyone was laughing in my face and, saying, oh, you should have taken him in fantasy and stuff. And then he went right into the tank, just like I knew he would. So, um, you know, I think think Bridgewater might be a whole other season away from being back to, you know, uh, a reasonable starter. So I think he's just going to have to – I know he wants to start, but he's probably going to have to go back up somewhere and prove himself. Um yeah. but the Buffalo Bills don't have any quarterbacks so maybe the Bills get get involved in free agency at some point and address the fact that Nathan Peterman's their only quarterback right now.
1: <laughs> right exactly which is not a good thing. Uh, actually honestly I would rather take a shot shot on Teddy Bridgewater than Sam Bradford. We already know what Sam Bradford is. Um I I'd, I'd rather see I'd rather take the unknown of Teddy Bridgewater see if he might be able to get back to old form. Um you know I, we already know Bradford cannot win. And it doesn't make any sense to take a, to throw good money after bad at that point. All right. Well, let's go ahead and switch it over now. We're going to go ahead and uh, ring the bell on the quarterback. Let's talk about some wide receivers. All right. Your and favorite wide receiver, Sammy Watkins, found a home. Kansas City Chiefs, Yeah, he uh, was picked up three years, $48 million, $30 million guaranteed. 2017, had kind of a down year, playing 15 games for the Rams, 593 receiving yards, eight touchdowns. Touchdown! Uh, touchdown amounts were not bad. 593 receiving yards, a little bit weak. 2015 was his best season with the Bills. He only, in just th- 13 games he had 1,047 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, he only played eight games in 2016 because of injury, and then he played only he played all 16 games only once in his career, and that was his rookie year. What are your thoughts about about Sammy Watkins and the Kansas City Chiefs?
0: Yeah, so this is a guy that I've had to do an about face on. Um, you know, in 2014, I was super high on Sammy Watkins. I had him in uh, pretty much every fantasy team I had, and thought he was going to be the next great young receiver in football. Um, and boy, was I wrong because I didn't know he couldn't run a route before. Before when I when I took him. Um, <laughs> yep. This this is a guy who, and I don't think I don't think you said even reception numbers. Um, and I don't remember the last time I looked, but it's it, it, when I think about it, in my, if memory serves me right, it's the, the numbers t- typically bear it out. That he he's just a guy who's gonna he's just an over the top guy and he's not big you know he's not overly you know not a Randy Moss type stature who can just you know throw the ball up to him so he uh, he's and he seems like a knucklehead too because for a guy who really hasn't done anything he's been quoted multiple times and saying that like I'm never covered even when I'm covered I can get the ball and yep. you know he just don't have, he doesn't have the cachet to say that so at the end of the day you know I saw a tweet that uh, I think it was from Fabiano or somebody that I tweeted out earlier. That Watkins has set himself up nicely because when this contract's mm-hmm. over, he'll be 27 years old, which means he's going to be able to cash in again one more big time before he probably hits the you know the back nine for him. Um, right. Which is an interesting point, but the point that that brought to my head, which is the point that you know my cynical uh, my cynicism goes to, is that he's been on three teams and he's only 24. I didn't realize how young the kid was. Like, yeah. you've been on three different squads in, in, in your, whatever, three, four years in the league here, and you're not even 24 yet. That means you're a problem. No one wants you. Like, you're not yep. – so, A, you're not that good, and, B, you know, there's there's some there's some kind of chemistry stuff there that he does wrong. So, um you know, I, I'm i not that high on the move. They already got a guy who can do what he does there. So exactly. So, I, I, I don't really understand That's my
1: that. point. Yeah, I think Tyreek Hill is the guy. I don't see why you need to sign uh, Sammy Watkins – to that huge of a contract doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me and uh to, to that point to your point earlier only 39 receptions all of 2017 that's probably a league low uh over 15 games so uh, at any rate uh, well at least for a starter let's not there's probably a lot of part-time guys that have less receptions than that but for a starter all right let's move on to the next guy that's wide receiver Allen robinson A. Hey, rob coming back from the 2017 torn acl he's back now three years $42 million, $25 million guaranteed, actually quite a bit less than what Sammy Watkins got, going to the Chicago Bears. 2016 was his quote-unquote down year, 16 games, 883 receiving yards and six touchdowns. Still outpaced every wide receiver on the Bears that year. 2015 was his best year, 16 games, 1,400 receiving yards and 14 touchdowns. What are, your shots, what are your thoughts on A-Rob going to the Chicago Bears?
0: Yeah, so I, uh, I'm a big Allen Robinson guy. Um, I think it was uh, 2015 or 2014, whatever his rookie season was, the first time he blew out a knee, which is the big concern with him cause he's now he's now had two-season-ending uh, knee injuries before. Um, but the, the first year, I think he only played in eight games, and if you factor that out over the whole year, his stats in the first half of that season, he was going to be a 10-touchdown, 1,000-yard guy that year. Um, Absolutely. And so, so you had that, and then you had his breakout season the next season. Um, and then in his down year in 2016, so yeah, it would have been 2014 and 2015, he put up really great stats. 2016, his dad's down season, um, I mean, we all remember the the videos out there of how many times he was wide open and Blake Bortles was underthrowing him by five yards. Yeah, so, right. you know, he put out, he still had, he said, 800 yards, six touchdowns that year. And he probably yep. should have been another 1000 yards season if Blake Bortles hadn't been so bad. And then, right. you know, obviously what happened last year, missing a year, is coming off an injury. So... I mean, it surprises me that that Jacksonville didn't want to retain him and that they they chose to bet on Marquise Lee, who's never had a season yeah, uh, as crazy as Alan Robinson. Um, but maybe they're more concerned about you know the the reoccurring you know leg injuries, and um, so we'll see how that bears out. But overall, a uh, nice pun there too. Uh, but overall, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I think I think he's gonna be uh, you know I think he's a talented kid, and I think that um, probably for the long term, it'll, it's better for his career that he gets out of there and get goes and plays somewhere else and. I still have questions about Trubisky. Um, not really doubts, just more of I, I want to see it because of uh, how little he had around him last year. So now he's got weapons, right. and now there's really no excuse this year. This is kind of on him to go do it this year. Um, but I think if he is a good, if you know, if his play is good, uh, Allen Robinson's gonna it's gonna be a nice piece in Chicago.
1: Right, and then in a big head-scratcher, Jacksonville then goes out and signs Dante Moncrief from the uh, Colts. I have no idea what that's all about. We won't even talk about that because Dante Moncrief is not even uh, an impactful player at this point in his career, and certainly not in Jacksonville, which is all run-heavy anyway. All right, next up, wide receiver Paul Richardson leaves the Seattle Seahawks now with the Washington Redskins. Five years, $40 million, $20 million guaranteed in 2017, 16 games played, 703 receiving yards, six touchdowns. He joins Jameson Crowder and Josh Doxson in Washington. What are your thoughts on Paul Richardson?
0: Yeah, so this one's going to be interesting, I and mean, the whole situation in Washington is going to be interesting because, um, you know, I'm interested to see what their, what their offense is going to look like. I was reading an article earlier on Terrell Pryor saying how Terrell Pryor really never got Jay Gruden's offense, and that's why it didn't work out. Well, mm. I look at a piece like Paul Richardson and a piece like Alex Smith and say, you know, the good coaches adapt their style to the, to the talent that they have, not the other way around. Um, So if Gruden's a good coach, which I think he's, I think he sucks and he's overrated um, and he's just riding on the name of his dad, uh, who also I think sucks and is overrated. Um, (laughs) and, And so you have, you have this mystique around the Gruden family because he, what, he won with Tony Dungy's team in Tampa with a whole team that was built for him. And now, yep. and now his son who's never done anything, and, and Terrell Pryor, who was a weapon in, in Cleveland, didn't fit his offense. O- okay, right. well then adapt your offense, idiot. Use, use the pieces you have. So, it'll be interesting if you can switch, because I talked about this, you know, we watched the Chiefs, it feels like they take more time, more planning, and more motion, and yells and calls and all this just to gain four yards. It'll give you a headache watching it. But, yep. with Paul Richardson and Alex Smith, it's kind of what you have to do, so... If if Gruden uh, adapts his offense to that and, and utilizes him, I think this could be a nice move. But I have a I have a feeling that that that, that blowhard is going to say this is how we do it here, and he's going to try to turn them into a vertical down the field kind of team with those guys who I don't think are going to fit that uh to fit that strategy. So um, overall, yep. I don't think it's going to be a good thing. I think the more interesting thing is just how how far the the Seattle Seahawks uh, uh, plunge is going. So.
1: <laughs> right, they are def- they are definitely they've they've basically gotten rid of almost everything now except for Russell Wilson. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do in Seattle. All right, let's go to the to your guy, playoff Amendola. Danny Amendola leaves the uh, Patriots, goes to the Miami Dolphins, two-year deal. 12 million dollars 8.25 million guaranteed in 2017 15 games played 659 receiving yards two touchdowns but that's not really the story is it the story is that in 2017 he led all playoff wide receivers with 348 receiving yards adding two touchdowns on top um but he's only played all 16 games twice in his nine season career what are your thoughts on Danny Amendola going to the Dolphins
0: uh I'm heartbroken this one hurt today there's uh there's few players that I still at this age allow myself to get emotionally attached to and and uh Danny Amendola was one of those guys. Um mm-hmm. so this uh this one hurts. He is, you know, it wasn't just this year. All three Super Bowls he played in, um he was arguably the the first or, or at worst case second best weapon you had on on the off- on the on the field there. Um this mm-hmm. is a man who who caught the touchdown to pull within one uh, yep. I, you know one score against Seattle the, he, he caught the touch he caught a late touchdown in two point conversion against Atlanta um, and mm-hmm. a slew of catches over the middle and you know it, even as much as I won't go back and watch any of the Philadelphia game um, I know that, that Amendola was huge in that when they started to really yeah. rally there in the second half and that's just, I mean, just who he is he, he's, he's a big time performer when it matters and you know he got more money than I would have paid him Is and I don't I don't stick up for the Patriots I'm, I'm fuming at the off season we're having so far after losing that Super Bowl to only add Danny Shelton. Um, So to see him walk away hurts, but two years, 12 million. I mean, he just, the playoff production or not, you can't pay a guy that kind of, you can't pay that guy, that kind of money. um, Right. You know, when, when he's just not a huge game plan factor for you week to week and and, and through the regular season. So uh, makes sense for him. Makes sense for the Pats. I was hoping that he would one last time take another pay cut to stay. Um, So I'm pretty devastated.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me from the dolphins perspective, but I know Adam Gase loves to like stock it full of uh, wide receiving options, so maybe maybe he finds a way to work him in. He's definitely one of the better uh better wide receivers in there when it comes to big time game time. I'm going to hit the next next two really quickly. We don't have to talk about it. Uh, but I'll just mention it. Wide receiver Taylor Gabriel goes from the Falcons to the Chicago Bears. Has a four year deal there in 2017, 16 games, 378 receiving yards, just one touchdown, and 49 rush yards. But they had a really bad season. 2016, which was his best season, 13 games played, 579 receiving yards, six touchdowns, 51 rush yards, and a touchdown there. Averaged 16.5 yards per catch. Had a really pretty good season. If he played all 16, could have been even better obviously that's when they were clicking when matt ryan was off he was off as well could be a good deep uh deep ball threat could be a good slot receiver who knows what's going to happen there but uh, definitely an upgrade in chicago and of course john brown who you mentioned earlier went from the cardinals to the baltimore ravens he got a one-year deal worth uh five million dollars wow so sad and he has a possibility for 1.5 million in incentives on top of that okay well we'll see what happens there uh as far as tight ends are concerned trey burton to the chicago bears the uh The second quarterback, I guess, of the Eagles. I won't bring that up again. Sorry about that. Four years, $32 million. And Jimmy Graham going to the Green Bay Packers. (laughs) Yeah. Jimmy Graham going to the Green Bay Packers. Three years. Now, I want to talk about uh, the Green Bay Packers for a second, but let me just mention this. Quarterback Drew Brees decides to stay with the New Orleans Saints for two years, $50 million, $27 million guaranteed. Uh, He turns down two years 60 million guaranteed from quote, at least one other team rumored to be the Vikings before they went and pulled the trigger on cousins. So they offered him 10 million more dollars and all of it guaranteed over two years. And he turned it down to stay of the Norland Saints. That's loyalty. You got to love Drew Brees for, for doing that. I, he probably doesn't need the money, but that's uh, awfully nice of him. Let's talk about the Packers though. Jordy Nelson, surprisingly released by the green Bay Packers clears up 10.2 million in cap space. He did have a down year in 2017, but he's been over twelve hundred receiving yards in four of his previous five seasons with at least 13 touchdowns in three of them. Some of that there in Rodgers, but you know, quarterback can't throw and catch. Right. So what are your thoughts about Jordy Nelson on the free agency market?
0: I just baffled. Um, you see had a down year last year. If you go, um, you know, when you go back and watch it, he he started to turn a corner about the quarter point of the season, coming back from that injury, right when Aaron Rodgers goes down, and then he's got Hundley out there throwing the ball. So, you know, how yeah. much can you put on Jordy Nelson? You know, I think that the guys coming back from that injury do have a slow first month of the year. So, that made sense. Um, you know, the end of the day, you swapped out a thirty-two year thirty-two year old receiver who's done it at elite level yep. for a thirty-one year old tight end who's really only ever been good in a dome and has been largely overrated because he's soft, he's not physical, he's not as talented as everyone thinks. He's just, you know, it just makes no sense. And it's just it's it's the same thing I watched the Colts do for years, and this is why the Packers won't win one again um, Mm. under this current regime because they're just going to keep doing the same thing. They're just interchanging offensive weapons when that's not what the issue is. Has anyone ever said Aaron Rodgers doesn't have enough weapons to throw the ball to? No, they can't <laughs> no. run the ball, they can't protect him, and they can't play defense. And so what do they do? They're focused on, on again on the outside weapons. Dumb. So dumb. They're and, and, and they're just wasting away his years. There's like the Colts ruin and Andrew Luck. They're ruining Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay and it's 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 disgusting and I can't even watch it anymore.
1: Yeah, arguably, and I hate the Packers being a Bears fan, but I have to say Aaron Rodgers is one of the best uh, quarterbacks of all time, and they are wasting away his uh, his good years. I mean, the fact that you are absolutely right, they don't have any running backs. They don't have a good backfield. Uh, they they tried to turn the corner a little bit on defense. They still need a lot of work there. Futsing yeah, around with your wide receivers and tight ends, come on, guys. That's not, that's not the way you're going to win games. But uh, that's what we got. That's the end of our show today. We got a lot more coming up next week. I'm going to ring the bell on it. Why don't you give us your – Twitter and Instagram so people can follow you. Yeah, so uh, my
0: Twitter is at Ryan Whitfield, NE. My Instagram is football underscore garbage underscore time. And you can check out my boys, draftingsleepers.com, the social network for fantasy sports. And I will just say that if the Patriots do not address the cornerback need as these guys continue to come off the board. I won't make it till next football season. So enjoy me while you have
1: me. <laughs> wow. All right. You can follow me at FB Garbage Time. And we got a lot more free agency coming up as free agency opens up tomorrow, big time. And we'll be following you down on all that news and getting it to you next week. So until next time, enjoy your NFL offseason week. And enjoy March Madness, everyone.